Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. Welcome back to The Motivated Mind, a top 100 health podcast, thanks to each of you. This is episode 342, and I'm your host, Scott Lynch. Thanks so much for listening. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. Today we have another special guest that joins the pod, Natasha Graziano. She has amassed an impressive following of a jaw-dropping 19 million plus across her social media platforms. She's best known as the number one female motivational speaker under 40, as seen in Forbes magazine, a Wall Street Journal best-selling author, host of a top 10 podcast show on Apple, and rated one of the top 10 keynote speakers alongside Michelle Obama and and Oprah. Natasha loves helping people unlock their full human potential and become superstars. From a broke single mom, Natasha transformed her life in just three years and now speaks on stages alongside the likes of Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, and Mark Cuban, to name a few. Natasha and I dive into gratitude's power to steer us clear of life's negative vibrations, unveiling the potency of scripting, its role in manifesting our dreams and the scientific insights that back it up, narrowing our focus to feeling 1% better every day, the scientific approach of phrasing our goals in the past tense to boost our odds of achieving them, the concept that rejection serves as a form of redirection, embracing intentional living and choosing our character, navigating the game of life, and distinguishing between non-playable characters and victorious players, recognizing the space between our past self, current self, and our desired future self, and finally, harmonizing with our alternative realities. I hope you all enjoy our conversation. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. 
when we have a child, it, it changes our perspective on everything. Like having been through a really tough childhood myself, but then adding on to that, watching how my son's first couple of years when I was a single mom were for him after being in a beautiful family to suddenly being a single mom, that was really tough. And so it really made me appreciate life in a different way after that, knowing as it started to get better, wow, like I, I have a child, like this is nothing compares to having that love for somebody else. Nothing is worth it compared to what I'm doing for my son and having moments where you, you're terrified, you know, when he was born, he, we didn't know if he would survive when he first came out, he was blue. It was such an uh, emotional moment. It was, I, I thought I'd lost him in that moment. And I remember looking and calling over him and they brought in all the emergency teams and there were suddenly 10 doctors in the room. And I thought, what's going on? But you're kind of out of it. You know, I'd just given birth naturally. And I remember in that moment thinking, God, nothing else in this world matters apart from this one moment, like nothing matters apart from him surviving right now. And I remember calling his name out like Rio, Rio, because I already knew his name and I've been talking to him and suddenly they're about to resuscitate him and he comes back to life. And I just remember that moment. If I don't think I've ever shared that anywhere. It was so emotional just in that moment, seeing my child come back. And it was, so after that, it changed my perspective on everything. I just, as long as he's healthy, my life is amazing. As long as I'm healthy, my life is amazing. I, you know, so everything else is just phenomenal and blessings on blessings and gratitude for it, but nothing else matters other than the health of us and our loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. That trickle or sprinkle of gratitude every day has a phenomenal ripple effect in our lives. Um, I'm glad that you shared that with me. That's, um, that's quite the, the experience. Why, you know, I'm curious, why do you think you haven't shared it up until this point? You know, I assume that you've probably continued to think this way throughout your entire career because you've you've achieved quite a bit of success and there's probably some pivotal moments where you remind yourself yes but he was healthy i'm healthy we have a roof over our head and it is somewhat a, a combination of the tools that you leverage to to continue your momentum so i definitely haven't shared it i think because i feel it's such an emotional story and it's so personal to me and also it's something that I don't even like to think about really. It's something that was so deep and emotional and hard in that moment. I've got it on video and I can't even watch it back without, I, I mean, I even when I get to the point, I'm like, no, just I, I switch off because they were filming. My mom was filming my birth and one of these people, I record everything and I just saw the phone drop. And that was when I was like, oh, something ain't right here. And so, you know, I think it's, I'm still probably years on, six and a half years, seven years on processing that moment, but I'm in such deep gratitude for it that I believe I just focus on the good of he's here, he's alive. And I focus on that more than those things. And I think that has really carried me through to be who I am today, to be able to speak on the stages I speak on, to help thousands of people, tens of thousands of people in one go, to coach phenomenal people, to, to be the coach and motivational speaker I am today. I have to be at a certain level in my own life, be at a certain 
certain place in my own head. And I just give gratitude for every person that listens, for every ears that lean into hearing my knowledge, my words. I'm just, I live in a state of gratitude now. And I believe it's helped me feel and look younger in every way. It's helped me to better my life exponentially. I feel monumentally better every and every day that goes by because I lean into gratitude. The days I wake up and I'm human, so we all do it. And I go, you know, today's not good. This, why has that happened? There's five things that have happened. And I focus on the negative things. Guess what? I attract more negative things to me. So you don't want to be in that state. You don't want to get stuck in the mundane. That's the lower frequency stuff. You want to stay in the high vibration and it's hard, but if you can give gratitude when you are feeling down, oh my goodness, watch the abundance flow in, watch the blessings flow in more things to be grateful for. And it simply comes when you give gratitude, when you probably don't want to. It's those moments of transformation that change your life. Yeah. That, that consistent vibration to attract the things at the same frequency that you want, right? That law of attraction that I know you actually speak quite a bit about. And I love this piece that you said around, I don't focus on the negative. So that's probably why I haven't brought it up. It's very interesting. Anytime I interview and engage with successful people to whatever measure each of us has a, a different definition for that. But it's interesting how many of us get in this place of constantly looking at the negative as opposed to the positive, and it becomes second nature to see, man, I don't have enough money, or how come I'm not there yet, or why does this always happen to me, as opposed to what you're saying, like, yes, we're human, we wake up, some days are, are shittier, or so we assume at first, but if we continue to focus on the positive, then it becomes second nature, like walking taking one step in front of the other. And that seems like something that you're continually doing. What are some other practices that you deploy every day that have maybe seemed so normal to you, but the outside looking in, you're like, well, this took years of practice to get to where I am today. Gratitude was a, a great example of that. Scripting is another one. So I have been scripting since I was probably around 12 years old. I remember having a, a diary with a friend. We'd write in it every day. But I realized journaling, as people say, journal, 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 that is not actually as useful as scripting. Why? There's so much science behind scripting. I just did a TED talk on scripting. In fact, it's a method that has helped me manifest my husband. I met him after three weeks of scripting. I have transformed my health. I have created abundance in my life, moved into my dream home, live my dream life because I use this method of scripting. It's something I do every single day. So what is it? You're writing, but in a certain way, your goals down as though you've already achieved them. So you're writing everything you want to achieve in the past tense. It sounds something like, I had the most amazing 2023 or 2024. I met the love of my life. They fell madly in love with me. And we moved in together into our dream home with white walls and beautiful red roses outside on the lawn, et cetera, et cetera. You go into absolute high level detail using all your five senses. You go into wild amounts of detail and you script it and you feel it. You can put music on, you bring it to life and you write about it in the past tense and it never gets boring. You go on and on and on and on. You keep doing it and you write different stories about yourself. You are the director of your movie. You get to choose your character and write your script. Life is a movie. Who do you want to be today? I love that. Do you think that the level of detail has a way of attracting or developing what you're scripting? 
So is the description you just used, white walls, roses, like all of these little small intricate pieces, is that an extremely important piece of that script for you in order to manifest that story that you're scripting? 100%. And I'll, and I'll give you some science behind it. So your reticular activating system in your brain, it filters 2 million bits of data every second, colors and sounds and things that you see. And it shows you anything that you deem as important. So what do you deem as important? Well, anything you focus your mind on. So if you're focusing your mind on something just bad, negative, something that doesn't serve you, uh, you're living in the past, you're focusing on something that happened to you, your brain is going to continue to show you people, events, and places around you to prove that that belief system is still real and is real currently. It wants to give you more of that. Whereas if you focus your mind on something in full detail, beautiful, a yellow car with blue wheels, specifics. Your brain, your reticular activating system is going to show around you people, events, and places to prove that new belief system, that new thing you're focusing on is real. You ever think of a yellow car? You see yellow cars everywhere. If I have said yellow car to you right now, someone's going to go and see a yellow car all day, every day everywhere until they start focusing on it. That's what the reticular activating system does. So no different when it comes to writing. When we write it down and we focus on this thing over and over and over as though it's already happened, your brain doesn't know whether it is a memory or whether it's imagination and it stores it as though it's already happened. And so now it starts to be mirrored in your outer reality. You start to see people, events, and places. And everywhere you're going, you're getting closer towards this goal. Oh, all of a sudden, this stranger just walked up to me and told me about this new dating app where I might be able to meet somebody. Oh, what, what are the chances? Well, I've been thinking about love. I've been focusing on love. Or perhaps you want a new job. And all of a sudden, something pops up on your screen. Here's the best place to find a new job. I'm zip recruiter or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you're applying for a job. And you're seeing a new place that you never saw before because you didn't have those new shades on. You were wearing the old shades that were misted in a certain way, but all of a sudden you've removed that shade and you put in a new pair and you're seeing life in a whole different way. That is the power of writing it down in detail. You, you said earlier, I started scripting when I was 12 years old. How the hell did you come upon such a pile of gold at such a young age? Was it by accident or something that you had ingrained in your mind as a child, something you heard from someone else? Where did this practice of scripting come from, especially so young? So I was journaling normally and I realized every time I'm journaling, I'm saying, today was uh, bad and I had this person and then this thing was good, but this thing was bad. And then one day I had a breakthrough the first time I really committed to scripting and realized what I was doing was when I was in my lowest point. And I remember standing in the mirror with tears streaming down my face. And I was thinking, who am I? Where have I gotten myself to? I'm a single mom. How have I gotten here? I'm, I'm hundreds of thousands in debt. I just want to be something in the world. I want to be a role model to my son. I want to get out of this mess. I want to go on and inspire someone. How do I get out of here? And I, I thought, I'm going to journal. I'm just going to get it off my mind. I thought, no, I don't want to be focusing on the negative of today. I want to be focusing on something positive, the future, perhaps a dream that could happen. At least that would take me away for one moment from the depressing life I was living in that moment. 
So I started writing, but then I thought, I can't write. I wish one day that you put distance between you and the thing. It's very wishful thinking. And that didn't seem to work. So I realized if I think about the future, but I write it as though it's already happened. And I communicate to my soul, my heart, my brain. Natasha got out of this rut. She found freedom. Money started pouring into her life. All of a sudden, a check flowed in. She started taking pictures, putting them on Instagram, and brands contacted her. And guess what? Not only was I able to focus on the positive for just one minute, not only was I able to focus on something beautiful for just that moment in time while I was writing and get away from the current reality I was living. Soon enough, it didn't matter whether it was true or not. It mattered whether I believed it. And I started to believe what I wrote. I started to feel better every day, 1% better, 1% better every day. That's what I tell people to do. Just feel 1% better every day. And little by little, the things I wrote down, I started to believe. And the started to believe, it turned into reality. That compound interest there is so beautiful. In that moment, that first time you started doing scripting, and then that thing came to fruition, right? You attracted it in like this giant magnet of positivity that you are, right? Bring us through that emotion, that feeling, that fulfillment. So someone is standing in your shoes. You just talked about being in front of the mirror, crying and saying, hey, I want to get out of this moment. You start scripting. And then all of a sudden you come to that moment and you're like, holy shit, holy shit, this works. Look at what I did. So the first thing I wrote down, as I was saying, was about the Instagram. I, I, at the time, I, I didn't have funds and have money. So I walked into a charity store. I was inspired. You see, I'd written down. I wrote it in the third person, but you can write it in the first, first person. So I wrote Natasha, put on some clothes, took pictures, and the brands started to contact her. She started to make money again. She got her confidence back because I'd, I'd stopped doing it. I'd lost my confidence for some reason. I got into a bad rut. And, you know, I projected that onto the world and that's what I was receiving back. So I changed my story and I wrote down, Natasha received money from brands. They started contacting her all in detail. And all of a sudden I was inspired to go into a charity store. And I, and I went into this charity store and I put on clothes and I started, I, I put my son down the floor. He's playing with the toys in the store. And, and remember the, the ladies, they watch him and I walk outside and I would get somebody on the street, whoever passing by to take a picture. If he didn't like it, I'd ask another person. And I took pictures in the outfits, which were current. Some of the stuff that was given in these charity stores was amazing. It was current clothes and whatever. And so I took a picture and put it up on my Instagram with no confidence at all. In fact, I accidentally pressed post. I remember that day, I accidentally pressed post. I didn't mean to do it, but it happens. I was like, oh my God, I want to delete it. And I was like, oh my God, it's already getting likes. It's got 20 likes, it's got 50 likes. Okay, I'm back in, I'm back in the game. Come on. Two days later, I get a message from the brand who I was wearing the clothes. Of. I remember at the time, AX Paris, they were called. And they said, hi, Natasha, we love your post. And we would love to uh, get you to do some more and we'll pay you 150 pounds at the time. That hurt first 150 pounds then turned into the empire that I have today. And so that money not only came back and started to help me pay off my debt bit by bit by bit, I paid off that debt within a year. Not only did I pay off that debt within a year, I built this business out from the comfort of my own home. So I remember looking back in my diary and my journal and saying, oh my gosh, I scripted this. I scripted this a few days ago. Or then now I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, look what I created. Across the last year, I wrote down that I had a six-figure business, a seven-figure business, now an eight-figure business. And I kept doing it. I was like, the feeling, it's, you're ecstatic about it. You're, you're, you're just, it's, it's elation on the highest level. It's real and it works. There is so much science behind it. In the Harvard Business Review, I just did a TED talk on this, right? And the science says in 2014, there's this article that Oten Jin does. 
on, uh, she wrote on positive thinking, the power of positive thinking. And she says, when you write your goals down in the past tense, you are more likely to attain them. Science behind it, there's so much back behind it. You are more likely to attain them. So there, proof in the pudding, write it down in the past tense, not in the present tense and not in the future. In the past tense, let your brain think it's already happened. So I wrote my goals down for the day. I'm like, Natasha had a great team meeting and I put a tick next to it. Natasha did this. Natasha did that. I wrote it down, you know, and I just have fun with it. Feels so good. That's an interesting tidbit. I know that 75% of people don't write down their goals, but you have a 45% chance or increase in achieving your goals if you do write them down. And a lot of people struggle with that. There was something small you said in your story that I want to hone in on because I think it was really important. You said, I'm putting on these clothes, you know, my kiddo's down playing with the the uh, toys, right? And the employees are watching. I walk outside and I just start asking random people, hey, can you take a photo of me? And people denied you, right? You're already, what I'm gathering from this story is in a somewhat sensitive position, if you will, right? And you're going to people and you're getting denied by people. What brought the courage forward to you to say, I'm okay with denial, right? Because I know what I want or what I'm going to be because I'm scripting it. But what else drove you in that moment to be confident to go ask people to take photos for you, right? Put yourself out there because that's a lot of self-strength and courage to do something like that, especially in the world of social media. I love it, but it can also be quite a harsh place for some people if you don't have the right perspective. 100%. There's two parts that I'm going to lean into. One, I connected my why. I decided this is not for me. I am not doing this for me anymore. I'm doing this for my son. Someone is going to take a picture. Somebody is going to get it right. Somebody's going to help me out of this mess. Even today, when I go through things, I go right back to that why. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this for my son and now I'm doing it for him and the greater good. I'm doing this to move the needle forwards for humanity so that other people can end their personal suffering so that other people can live a life of joy. And in those moments of denial, of refusal, of rejection, you realize rejection is just redirection. Rejection is not no, you just have an ass right. Rejection is the front door closing on you, but baby, there's a side door and there's a back door. And if not, go through the chimney. How are you getting in? How are you getting a yes? And why are you doing it? Without the why, there is no will. Without the will, there's no drive, motivation, which equals momentum. Why are you doing it? Anytime you get rejected, go back to that why, but I'm not doing it for you. And it doesn't matter what you say and you say, it doesn't matter, I got rejected. Do you know how many times people got rejected before their shows came out? Oprah, Ellen, we could go through the list. Do you know how many times I was rejected before I went on my first big stage to 5,000 people? Do you know how many times society has rejected me and said, no, or people have, have been nasty and done hate things on me? That doesn't stop me. That fuels my fire to come back stronger because I know what I'm doing is for the greater good. I know what I'm doing is genuinely helping people, is genuinely saving lives like I did last week on stage, like I did the week before for a client, like I did the week before for a stranger. 
I know what I'm doing is for the good. And if you know what you are doing is adding value to somebody's life, changing somebody's life, helping somebody, just one person every day. If you are adding value to somebody's life, honey, you got to keep going. Do not stop. Don't let anything stop you. Don't let anything get in your way because denial is not the end. Rejection is just redirection. Remember that. It's this beautiful compass that you have created, right? Kind of like a pocket watch that you could pull out every single time during these moments of rejection. And there's something else kind of connected to this, and it's this piece around life principles. What are some life principles that have enabled you to achieve greatness? Obviously, you're doing this not for yourself, right? You're doing this for your children. You're doing this for your audience. You're doing this for other people. But what are some other life principles that if we opened up your compass, Natasha's compass, these would be the points on Natasha's compass? The points in my compass are your why is your guiding force of why you're doing it. Philanthropy, the work that you're doing and who it is benefiting. So you're, you know your why, which is probably connected to philanthropy, but maybe not. Maybe it's for family. How are you making an impact in the world is the next one. So philanthropy, what are you giving back? Impact, very similar to philanthropy, but what are you doing to change people's lives, to add value to people's life? And the final one is you. You are your compass. Your, how do you take care of you? How do you look after yourself every day? Do you wake up and do a mindfulness routine? Or do you wake up and go straight to your phone and scroll and get lost into today, into everybody else's agenda rather than yours? If you turn on your phone in the morning first thing, or you look at your phone first thing, you are immediately going to see millions of emails and texts, okay? You're going to see it. Calls, texts, somebody needs you. But if you pause, Keep it on airplane mode and you choose what you want to do first. Your mindfulness activities, things that make you feel good. Then you go to your phone afterwards. I assure you, your day will be exponentially better. You will feel better. You will decide I'm going to go on my phone from 8 a.m. but not 6. I'm going to go on it and respond to people at this time. But before that, it's me time. And if I don't take care of me, I have nothing to overpour onto others. You reestablish control. You get to dictate the narrative of your life, which so many of us get caught up in this whirlpool or riptide of just kind of going through life. But you're saying, no, you get to wake up. You get to define what today is going to be. And it's on your terms and your timeline and based on what you need. Absolutely. You decide it. You choose your character. You write your script. You do it every day. When I wake up, I'll do my goals. Usually I write them the night before. So the night before I write, I script them out very short and I write it down, not in all its detail because I've already done the scripting earlier that day. But before I go to bed, I write them in the past tense. So for tomorrow, I know I had an amazing meeting with this person. I had an amazing podcast interview with Scott. Scott Lynch is just a phenomenal host and we had such a great time together. I had a wonderful TV interview this morning. So I did all this stuff. I had a great uh, press round with et cetera, et cetera. I write it down and things that I need to achieve, I put at the bottom. So 
when you go through this and you set the tone of your day, you decide it, you get ahead. That way, nobody can interfere. Nobody can come in and try and sweep in and take it away from you. You decide what you want to achieve and when you want to achieve it by and then let noise disappear. You're giving yourself not only the control piece, but saying time is my most valuable asset. And if that's the case, I want to use time the best way that fits my life, my needs, and my why, and my goals, my purpose, my passion to ensure fulfillment, but to ensure the protection of this Fort Knox building of gold, which is time, right? And control. Time is the most precious thing we have. If we think about it, we, we are looking our best right now. We look our best today. We are our best and our youngest we will ever be today. We can reverse our biological age. I'm currently doing so, and I believe in it big time, biohacking and all of that. But we are the best we're going to be today, not tomorrow, today. So time is of the essence. What are you doing with your day? How are you spending your time? Are you really living today as if it's your last? If today was your last day, what would you do? Who would you call? What would you want to achieve? Yes, of course, we have things we have to get through, activities we have to attend, mundane tasks which need to be done and admin and so on. But don't get caught in the menial stuff. Think about the ideas and go bigger and think, I'm going to do something today that makes me feel fulfilled. Every day, no matter what, I do something that makes me feel fulfilled. Even if I have to block it off in my calendar, I block it off and I go and do it. It helps me elevate. You know, then I show up to my meetings and I'm like, I went for my walk and my meditation. I'm going to do the same thing at the end of my day. I open it and start it in the same way and everything is in between it. So there's a lot of analogies we can put on life, right? Like it's a mountain we climb, it's a video game we play. I like the video game analogy and for this purpose, right? There are a number of us that may go through life playing at the same level every single day, right? We get to play it over. We know the maneuvers of the enemy or the map or whatever. I don't play any video games, but you, you get what I'm saying here, right? And we master that and then we revert back. We start over and we try it again. But then there are those, and I would say you are someone in this category that is constantly leveling up. And I think of like the old Pac-Man games and like a, a pizza or sub shop with the analog stick in the middle, right? Where it says like, oh, Becky has highest score and then there's Tom and so on and so forth. And there are two ways you can view that, that high score, right? One, ah, I know what the ceiling is. So I know because I'm a competitive person, I am going to get to the top of that fucking list. Then there are the other people that say, ooh, you want to know what? I know where the bar is set. Mm, not really for me. How do you, Natasha, ensure that you are constantly leveling up your game because you are at such a remarkable place in your, sounds like in your personal and certainly in your professional career, how do you constantly, I don't want to say outdo, but some of us have that good, you know, some of us can use that wisely, but how are you constantly leveling up for tomorrow? Oh, I love this. This takes me right to a place. I'm going to write it down so I don't forget to go there. Oh my gosh. Life is a video game. I level up every day because I want to be at the top. This is it. The more you think about it, we're in a simulation. The more you think about it, you can look at it how you want. Everyone has their own views. And this is just my personal view. I'm sitting up here on a mountain and I'm like, yep. You know what? This is a game and I'm looking down. What pieces of this puzzle do I want to play with today? Who do I want to hang with? What do I want to create? Where do I want to dabble in? And then I want to level up. I want to be on the top of those leaderboards. I want to win because in life you get a choice. Are you going to be an NPC or are you going to be a winner? 
I talk about this on stage. I have keynotes on this. Are you an NPC, a non-playable character, or are you a winner? Are you winning or are you just somebody existing? Somebody living every day. Go to work, eat, sleep, work, eat, sleep, work. How many times do you want to do that? How many times do you want to get out of bed and think, where am I going today? You're sleepwalking through life. Wake the fuck up. Get up and realize today is the first day of the rest of your life of not being an NPC. Today, you can be a winner. Today, you can climb the leaderboard and go to the top like Ben and Susie and whoever else. You can sit at the top and level up and level up. And guess what? Every time you achieve a goal, that goalpost moves again. Every time you score that goal, the goalpost moves again. When you achieve it, the goalpost just moves again. It moves again. You don't get there and it's a destination. Life is a journey. You're going to go through it. You're going to score a goal. And then when you're there, you probably don't even realize you're there. You've already moved the goalpost. When I hit my first million mark, I didn't even celebrate because I was already over the million mark. It was like a million and 25 or whatever it was. And it was, it went over and it kept going. So I said, oh, fuck it. If I can do one, I can do 10. It moves, it moves, it moves. And you start to evolve. The goalpost moves, go with it. Level up. You only have this one shot. How many more summers you have left in your lifetime? 30? 50? How many do you have left realistically? You only have 50 more summers, maybe 40 more summers. That's a really powerful thing to think about. What are you going to do with those 50 summers? Write it down. Gosh, wow, 50 left? I'm going to write three books in those 50 summers. That leaves me with 47 to do this. It's like this picture I saw with these dots, right? You put in your age and you fill in the dots based on where you are on your age, which I love to think as leveling up in itself, right? You're not 40 years old, you're level 40, right? You've grabbed and attracted all that wisdom. But I think it's a really beautiful thing that life is only a certain portion of time, right? That we don't have forever to create the person that we want to create, to, to leave behind the legacy we want to leave behind, to create the impact we want to have there is a sense of urgency. If time was infinite, then what would be the point of living at all, right? But if you have 75, 78 years, whatever the average life expectancy is across the globe, right? That means that you only have a certain window to be the person you want to be, to impact the lives you want to be, to accomplish what you want to be. I think that is absolutely fucking crazy. And people look at it as a bad thing. I agree. Like life is abundant. Yes. But it's also limited to this form of life where we're in this body, in this place. So what are you going to do with it? And you're right. If it was forever and ever and ever and infinite, we wouldn't have any urgency to create anything. We would just live life knowing today I could do this. And in a hundred years, I could do this. No. How about how fast the airplane came around? How about how fast AI has come around. How about how fast technology has come around? It comes around because people have urgency to do it in their lifetime. Elon Musk has urgency to do it in his lifetime. He keeps creating because he wants to do so much in his lifetime. You know, I had Will I Am on my show the other day and I was sitting with him and I said, what was the biggest I made it moment for you? And he looked at me in the eyes and goes, I, don't, I haven't made it yet. 
And I thought that is so powerful because people who are on that level of creation, of creating so much abundance, so many awesome things and products in the world still don't necessarily feel like they've made it. And that is why having a limited time frame of a lifetime is amazing for us because it puts us under that healthy pressure to know we've got this time frame. And if you really think about it, you don't even have the full hundred years that you might be here for because you're a child for a 18 years. And then let's say you could even start at 16 doing creating in a certain way, perhaps even younger in today's world. But by about 75 in today's world, you're usually kind of tending to chill out or you probably want to at that point. So you have a much smaller time frame. You, what are you doing in that smaller time frame from 16 to 75? You've got such a small time with to play with. So you've got to win. Don't be an NPC. You've got to win. You've got to win every single day in some way, whether it was, I just had a small win today. Every day I have a small win and I add them up at the end of the day. I'm like, as I fall asleep, what are my three wins? And I'm usually asleep by the third. What are my, what are my wins? Well, I had an amazing podcast today. I helped so many people. I gave them inspiration and motivation to go on and do something great with their life. Okay, I, I uh, helped this beautiful woman in the street who couldn't afford my coaching and I gave her some you know, advice around how to better her own life. And I had an amazing group coaching session with all of my community. I helped them to feel their best. I helped them to elevate, find better jobs and more creation in their own life, more love, et cetera. So I, those are my wins. And I go to bed thinking every day, what are my wins? There's something that you said a lot there that I love, but there's something that I want to attach onto. Speaking of magnets, right? That attracted me here was that the goalpost always moves. There's this toxic thinking that life is a destination. Like when I get to the finish line, when I get here, think of how boring that is. If you love the journey and your why that you've defined is so big and bigger than you, bigger than one person, right? Or even a group of people, then it continues to provide momentum and experience and propulsion or fuel to keep going. And if you enjoy it that much, why the hell would you want to stop? Why would you want the destination? That's like driving across a country or on the coast of California and you being like, oh, I can't wait until I get to the end. Why, why the hell would you want to get to the end? Look at this view. It's remarkable. You can't want to get to the end. You shouldn't want to get to the end. This, this is all about what life is all about. Don't rush it, but it's this fine balance between sense of urgency and enjoying the journey. Absolutely. Well, that's what inspired me to write my book, Be It Till You Become It, because I thought, I don't want to fake it till you make it. I want to enjoy. I want to be. I want to be present in life. I want to be in this moment. I want to live my life and, and become now who I want to be in my mind so that I can enjoy this journey of becoming them. I don't want to fake it till I make it. And I don't want to lose out and not achieve. And so I just found this amazing balance of being the version of me I want to be today, deciding today I am my best. Who do I need to be in order to be them today? So when I'm a billionaire, when I have 150 million followers online, when I have this thing, this thing, all these achievements I wanted, what am I like as that version, my thoughts, my feelings, and my actions are completely different to who I am today. So I have to be that person today in order to become that person then. You know what I love about this scripting that's bringing to mind what you're talking about is this is very similar to the character invention technique. Two famous people that actually deployed this, Kobe Bryant, 
who created the Black Mamba, his alter ego, right? And Beyonce, who created Sasha Fierce, right? Because she struggled with a lot of anxiety up front. And a lot of people didn't know that early on in her career, early 2000s, I think it was. But creating these characters and going back to that scripting, then you can feel all of those things, that that person, what you smell, what you see, what you're experiencing. And I think it also helps with imposter syndrome too, right? Going back to this piece that you were just talking about, you know, faking it until you until you make it. I, I think there's multiple edges to this sword in a very good, positive way. Absolutely. There there's a sword is always double-ended, remember. But let's go out, take it out of that. Let's go to character creation, more important. Because again, you can focus on the negative, you can focus on the positive. And whether you focus on the negative or the positive, it will come to fruition, whatever you focus on. So with scripting and character creation, like Kobe and Sasha Fierce with Beyonce, you create who you want to be and become it today. Think about this. And you can do this right now. If you have a pen and paper, you can write down the thoughts, the feelings, and the actions that you would have once you've achieved that goal. Once you've become that person. So let's think about it. You want to make more money. Okay. So everyone wants to better their, their health or their wealth or their well-being in some way. You want more love. You want more joy. You want more excitement. So how would it feel once you've become that person? So now I'm a millionaire. Hmm, my thoughts, I am positive every day. I think positive thoughts. How do I feel? I feel amazing because I've achieved this goal. I feel fulfilled every day. Okay. And then your, your actions, which are your habits. I am working out once a day. I am eating really well because my health is so much better. I'm focusing on what's good for me, not what's bad for me. And I'm meditating three times a week. You are sticking to a different version of you because honey, the life you're living now, who you are, your thoughts, your feelings, and actions, there is a big gap between who you are today and that person you just wrote down. And that's the first thing I looked at. Wow, there's a big gap. I'm moaning every day. I'm criticizing myself and other people. I'm being judgmental. I'm not living as the version of this freedom fighter, this woman who's empowered and inspiring others. I've got to be inspiring today. So I just changed my life. I was like, I'm going to read. I'm going to read more and more and more. And I'm going to study and I'm going to become inspirational. And I'm going to learn from the inspirational people that I love. And I'm going to go out there and inspire somebody every day. I'm going to be a different person. You can change who you are today. You're not the same person that you were seven years ago, let alone yesterday. You are not the same person any day if you want to change. You don't have to be the way your parents told you you got to be. You don't have to be the way society wanted for you. You don't have to be the way that your partner wants for you. You can choose your character, define it, re-identify who you are and become it. Own who you are. It's this amazing identification of the delta of where we are today, where we want to go, and then the power you know, it seems like somewhat for some people like that would be obvious. Oh, I could change who I want to be today. But it's like, wait, this is a first person game. You know how people say, well, the world doesn't revolve around you. Well, technically it does because our perspective is coming from our childhood, how we were brought up, the school we went to, the people we hung around, the books we read, the movies we watched, all of this. But you get to control. We get to control the change on the dime today. We can move like a jet in the air to where we want to go, who we want to be. That should be such a fire lit under everybody's ass to say, oh my God, yeah, no, it's not the government. It's not my parents. It's not my spouse, to your point. It's me 
that gets to do these things when and how I want it under my rules, under my timeline, under my protocol. 100%. You don't have to live by his story. That's his story, not yours. You don't have to live by other people's wants and needs and desires. Life is yours. You're born into this world naked with nothing, alone, and you go out the same way. You get to choose the people you interact with in your life, the events you attend, the decisions and choices that you make. By the age of about 30, we are just a bag of habits. So who are you? Can you redefine those habits? Yes, it's harder after the age of 25 to find and create a new habit. It's much harder to stick to it. But you can do it. You can learn a new language. You can create new habits. You can become a new person. I am a completely different Natasha that you see today than I was as the Tashi that I was years ago. I was a completely different girl back then. I was a young, vulnerable, crazy young girl who was a webcam girl, did crazy things. She did other things that I would never be proud of, but I 360s, I turned myself around. I created a new version of me, a version I'd be proud of and that others would be proud of. I created something out of my life. Any day now, you could do the same right now. Just decide. I'm going to be a philanthropist. I'm going to go and give some money. I'm going to create my own business. I'm an entrepreneur. I am. And even if it's not true, it's whether you believe it. It's how you behave. Your actions, your behaviors, your thoughts and your feelings. That's what defines who you are. I heard this, this thing that there are a thousand different Natashas, right? There are a thousand different Scots. Well, how can there be a thousand of Natashas? How can there be a thousand of Scots? For everyone we interact with, their perception of us is different from a slightly different degree, set of experience and time. And so if that's the case, then why the hell try to be something to everybody when you can be somebody to yourself and to who you want to be, right? And so if there's a thousand different you out there, you get to pick which one that you want to be. That's amazing. Oh, I love it. There's just alternate realities. If you want to go into a a, a metaphysical for a second, there's actually different realities. So as soon as you think of an idea, as soon as you think of, oh, it might be nice if I were to get married next year, that already exists. You married to the love of your life already exists. As soon as you think, oh, I might like to make some more money and then I've got a lot of money in the bank account and I have more freedom, time, money, freedom, more time, my family, that already exists. That is already an alternate reality. You just have to step into that reality and align with it. Because if you're playing at a negative frequency, feeling like life is really never going to love you and you're a victim and everything's falling down around you and you're living in this negative mindset, guess what? You are not going to attract the love of your life to you. Or you will be or attract a 2 out of 10. Are you playing at a 10 out of 10 or are you playing at a 2 out of 10? If you want to attract amazing circumstances, frequencies, things to you that are 10s out of 10s, the money you want, the health you want, the person you want, the people you want, the friendships you want, the relationships you want, you have to be a 10 out of 10 to attract that level. Think about a time in your life when you have achieved something. You probably were feeling really good before it. If you look at the lead up to it, you were probably feeling like it was possible. I can achieve it. I can get there. You were probably feeling amazing. You were probably living in a state and a higher vibration than you are in the moment you're in now. And then You wonder why it's not happening because you're not living in that frequency you were before. But every 
every one of us has had a win at some point in our life. A small win, whether it was you made a really delicious dinner, you took your kids to school, or you gave 10 million to charity, you gave a thousand to charity, you gave $10. You've achieved something in your life. You've, you've had wins. What did you do before that? What led you to that? Get back into that mindset. Everything comes back to your mind. The motivated mind. <laughs> there you go. That is scientifically proven that endorphins are released leading up to the moment, not during the moment. So those that are, you know, alcoholics have been, you know, sober for over 620 something days now at this point, it's not actually picking up the bottom when all the bottle, when all those endorphins are released, it's leading up to that moment that all of those endorphins are coming up, that excitement, right? And we can leverage that same scientific knowledge for these things that you're talking about right now. And I, I think that's so powerful. And Natasha, you you have attracted, I think, a lot of people on this podcast, that magnet, right? Where can people follow you? Where can people keep up with your journey? You know, where can people follow your speech, join your coaching programs, and also your book that recently came out too? Wow. Well, it's been a pleasure getting to know your audience. And if people want to follow me, I'm just my name, Natasha Graziano on every platform. I'm on threads. I'm on Instagram. I'm on uh, wherever, you know, I mostly use Instagram, Instagram, TikTok and threads. Those are my main. So if you follow me on one of those, just my name, Natasha Graziano, you'll find me. I love interacting with my friends and followers and getting to know you and answering your questions. If you want to dive deeper into scripting, you can, of course, join the Scripting Mastery Program. The link will be in any one of my bios. It's a powerful program where you can come up close and personal with me and have my coaching every week and learn how to script the life of your dreams in love and money and happiness. Learn how to step out of the frequency you're in now, get into a higher one, feel motivated every day. I'll link this in the show notes to make this easier for people too as well. Natasha, this has been you're badass. I, I really, really appreciate your energy that you brought today, your clarity and vulnerability. And of course, we talk about valuable assets earlier, your time. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I can't wait to get to know some of the audience today listening in. I appreciate every one of your ears. I hope if you have enjoyed this as well, that there was something in here, maybe send it to your friend who you know would like it today. One of the first things I do, and I'll leave you with this, is every morning I wake up and I send a quote or a podcast to somebody that's on my heart every morning. And I just send that link to somebody who I know will like it. And it could be a family member, a stranger, a friend, someone, acquaintance. And I get the most wonderful replies saying, you really have no idea how much I needed that today. And it's amazing how your intuition will just guide you to the right person who needs it. So perhaps this will be heard by somebody who really needs it like you today. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive into scripting your success with Natasha Graziano. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Motivated Scott. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening.
The Motivated Mind is a legacy division.